Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 31st of October, 2022, the 6th of Peshvan, 5783. And we haven't had a podcast in a very long time because of the various Jewish high holidays. And then last Monday, I was on vacation, so it's been a really, really long time. And we are now in full election mode as Israel will go to the polls tomorrow on Tuesday to elect the members of the 25th Knesset, our fifth election in the last, what, two and a half, three years or so. And at this point, it is, it is unclear whether we will, we will be headed towards a sixth election or a seventh election or an eighth election, depending on whether or not someone can form a 61-member majority coalition government. And um, I don't know. I don't know what will be. We'll only know initially Tuesday evening, Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Israel time, when the first uh, polls will be released and we'll get a sense of the election results. So until then, it's it's a complete blackout. But Israelis, again, tomorrow is a national holiday, essentially, a day off where people will be encouraged to vote. And we shall see what happens. But in the meantime, um, terrorism is running rampant here in the Jewish state. Daily attacks, hourly attacks, really on the roads of Judea and Samaria on Saturday night, an Israeli was murdered, Ronen Hanania, may God avenge his blood, Hashem Yakum Damo, was murdered in a terror attack just outside of Kiryat Arba. His son was also lightly wounded in the attack. He was laid to rest at the Har Hamenuchot Cemetery. Uh, Ronen was in Jerusalem on Sunday, a jihadist armed jihadist from uh, the Hebron area, fired from his car into the Hanania car, uh, immediately wounding, seriously wounded in Ronen. And then his son and other Israelis in the area fled to a, a local store there where they were seeking shelter. And then when the emergency medical team arrived, uh, the terrorists came back and started firing at those who were treating the wounded. And a very well-known resident of Hebron, Ofer Ochana, who was also a Mada first responder, well, while he was treating the wounded, he was shot and wounded seriously, has since undergone several surgeries. I don't know his current condition this morning, from what I understand, he's in stable condition, but undergoing several major surgeries in a Jerusalem hospital yesterday. So that was Saturday night, and on Sunday, another jihadist carried out a car-ramming attack on the road between Jerusalem and the Dead Sea, uh, deliberately steering his car into a group of soldiers standing at a bus stop and then continuing on to another bus stop, trying to run over other people. And a civilian 
who was armed along with a police officer, shot and killed that terrorist. And the Hanani attack, by the way, the terrorist was killed as well. So this is this is becoming daily. We've spoken over the last eight, nine or months, eight, eight or nine months or so in terms of the uh, upswing in terror, the terrorist wave, if you will. And now it seems like it's, you know, if you figure in the rock attacks and the firebombs and everything else going on, it's almost hourly. And, um, and I'm hoping, and we'll talk about this in a second, I'm hoping that after tomorrow's election, we will see a change in this country, specifically in regard to security. And I'll get to that in a minute. On Sunday morning, Israeli troops were already uh, measuring the house of the terrorist um, Mohammed Kamil al-Jabari, the terrorist who murdered uh, the Israeli, uh, 49-year-old Israeli on Saturday night, uh, preparing perhaps to demolish uh, his house. Um, IDF forces also detained the terrorist's brother over his suspected involvement in the attack. His other brother, by the way, the terrorist's older brother, he was in an Israeli prison. I mean, the whole family looks like a bunch of terrorists, okay? The older brother was freed and deported to Gaza in the Gilad Shalit prisoner swap in 2011. Just more proof on how bad that deal was, releasing over a 1,000 hardened criminals, hardened terrorists back in 2011. And it comes down, excuse me, it comes down to this. When you have weakness, you have terror. It's that simple. And again, we have elections tomorrow, and I'm not here to endorse anybody by name, but I will say when voting, me personally, I will pick the candidate or the candidates I think will create a real deterrence and who will have a heavy hand when it comes to terror. I would hope people will vote for the candidates who they believe can and will deliver on the security front. To me, that's the top issue. Of course, there are millions of other issues here in this country. But for me, restoring a deterrence, doling out true punishments for terrorists, not dealing with the Palestinian Authority anymore, especially as they encourage terror, and still have their pay-to-slay program. Um, not legitimizing or paying off terrorists like Hamas, which Israel has done in the past. Those who will force, let me be clear, those policies which will force any terrorist to think twice need to be implemented. Strength, strength stops terror. And terror feeds off weakness. So that's my approach as we head towards tomorrow's election. Again, what's going to be, I don't know. But tomorrow, again, we'll have the poll results, but it's only the beginning of the process. There's a long way to go with coalition building to see if anyone can, can get to that 61 number, 61 seats to put together a government. So, again, Israeli elections is top story, but here we are a day earlier talking about terrorism. And anything I will say 
in terms of the different parties is only speculation. The polls, final polls, were released on Saturday night, and they are usually wrong. And no one really knows how things are going to turn out. But I want my government to take security seriously. That is number one for me going forward. That's the bottom line. Just getting updates on my phone here that security forces overnight arrested eight wanted terrorists throughout Judea and Samaria. The IDF, let's let's be clear here, the IDF is out there 24-7 arresting terrorists, thwarting terror attacks. But a real deterrence from the top must be created. Um, other election news here. Times of Israel reports a lawmaker in Prime Minister Yair Lapid's Yeshatid party on Saturday evoked Nazi German dictator Adolf Hitler while heading out at a potential government that opposition leader Prime Minister, former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu could form with the party of Betal Smotrich and Itamar Ben-Gvir. So here you have a lawmaker uh, in Yeshatid who said there are a thousand differences and I'm not comparing it to anything, right? Of course, he's trying to get himself off the hook. But Hitler rose to power democratically. This is Yeshatid MK Ben Barak speaking at an event in Beersheba, warning against potential ramifications for Israel's judicial, judicial system if Netanyahu's right religious bloc, the religious Zionism party, wins many seats in the election. I was reading the front page. I mean, first of all, you know, an MK trying to say, no, 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 I'm not calling anybody Hitler here, but I will use the Hitler reference. Okay, that's real slick of him. Okay, I mean, he's evoking... Uh, comparisons to Hitler and the Nazis, and then saying he's not doing it when he's actually doing it. All right? But people here are so against Ben Gvir. But I was reading the front page of today's Jerusalem Post, and some of the policies that Ben Gvir wants to implement if he becomes Israel's public security minister. And I'll just go over a few of those here. Um... Changing the rules of engagement for policemen and soldiers. I mean, that is huge. How many times have we seen videos of IDF soldiers having to fire tear gas and then run away when Arabs are trying to murder them? Uh, reducing the rights of terrorists in jails. Also a good idea. Treating agricultural crime and, as terrorism. We see this all the time here in Gush Etzion. We see our hostile Arab neighbors throwing burning tires into the cherry orchards, along with firebombs, trying to destroy crops and eventually hoping that the fires spread to the homes here in Gush Etzion. And there's several other policies here, uh, as stated by Ben Gvir. Cracking down on terrorism is a good idea. Okay, you may not like everything Ben Gvir stands for and and you can call him a right-winger and all this other stuff, but what he's talking about, bottom line, in terms of policy, being strong against terror, 
that is something. Again, I'm not I'm not telling you who I'm voting for, but looking at these policies, that is something I can support. Standing up and creating a deterrence, not letting terrorists in prison go get their PhDs. I mean, this to, this is the top priority, in my opinion. Changing the rules for policemen and soldiers that they don't have to sit and worry. Am I going to get in trouble if I use too much force against a terrorist? I am all for these policies. The U.S. administration has decided that they are going to get involved in Israel's election. The Jewish press reported the other day that officials in the Biden administration expressed concern this week over the possibility that Israel's election could see opposition leader Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu return to office. They do not want Netanyahu in power. They were they are particularly concerned, of course, about the possibility of the religious Zionism chairperson Itzal Smotrich and Otsma Yehudi Chair Itamar MK Itamar Ben Gvir appointed to the cabinet as ministers. This is what the U.S. is worried about right now. Not only forget about you know Netanyahu, who would be prime minister, but they're getting involved. Number one, they're getting involved in an internal Israeli election. And number two, they're, they're not even only talking about who's going to be the head of a government. They're getting involved in who are going to be the government ministers. I'm curious if the United States gets involved in other countries. For example, do they care when, uh, I don't know, pick any country, when Cameroon has elections, does the U.S. get involved in who the agricultural minister is going to be, who the defense minister is going to be? In any other country in the world, the obsession is with Israel and the Biden administration just trying to reverse the good policies towards Israel implemented by the former administration of Donald Trump. Can you imagine if it was reversed? Can you imagine if Israel started telling the Congo we don't like your newly appointed agriculture minister. I mean, who does that? But apparently, when for so many years your government acts like a puppet to the U.S., that's what the U.S. gives you in return. Maybe if our leaders had more ma uh, backbone, they would say, yes, we're great friends to the U.S. Let's not deny that. But maybe mind your own business when it comes to who is going to be a minister in the government following a democratic election. I'm just saying, uh, come on here, folks. Really? This is what's on the Biden administration's mind? With everything else going on in the world. All right, Iran's trying to go nuclear, and they're worried about Betzal Smotrich. That's where they stand right now. Our weekly anti-Semitism report. We missed the whole... I mean, it's still going on, the whole Kanye West or Yee, whatever he's called, and how he goes on TV and just spews anti-Semitism. Now we have NBA, according to Israel National News, NBA New Jersey Nets star guard Kyrie Irving. He's now under fire over a tweet promoting a movie viewed as anti-Semitic. Uh, on Thursday, he shared a link to a documentary called Hebrews, Hebrews to Negroes Wake Up Black America, based on a book of the same name. Both the book and the movie have been criticized for their anti-Semitic message. Rolling Stone magazine noted the documentary 
which Irving shared, puts forward ideas aligned with more extreme factions of the black Hebrew Israelites, which have a long history of anti-Semitism. Brooklyn Nets owner Joe, is it pronounced Sai, T-S-A-I, expressed public disappointment in Irving in a tweet on Friday. So, anti-Semitism in the mainstream being promoted by professional athletes, not everybody, of course, athletes and rappers and celebs who are openly, openly anti-Semitic. And again, these aren't just isolated incidents in Brooklyn. These are people with millions of followers on social media spreading lies and hate against Jews. And I don't know how much longer the U.S. will be sustainable as a safe place for Jews. And I know we have our terrorist attacks here in Israel, but at least here we have an army and a police on the lookout. There, while you do have guards now or locked doors in schools or synagogues, it's just not the same. How much longer is that type of lifestyle having to deal with that, having to fear? How much longer is that sustainable for Jewry, forget about Europe, okay? I mean, the European Jewish community has experienced this for a long time now, but now it's in the U.S. Now it's in North America. How much longer is 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 it sustainable to be there? Speaking of uh, anti-Semitism and an obsession with the Jews, an obsession with Israel, the Jerusalem Post reported that. Uh, Israel must dispose itself of all nuclear weapons and place its nuclear sites under the International Atomic Energy's Energy Agency's purview. The UN General Assembly's first committee stated in a vote the other day, 152 to 5. Five nations, by the way, that sided with Israel. Uh, Canada, Israel, Micronesia, Palau, and the U.S., The annual resolution submitted by Egypt to the UNGA in New York was sponsored by the Palestinian Authority and 19 other countries, by the way, including Bahrain, Jordan, Morocco, and the UAE. The resolution largely targets Israel, which is believed to be one of only nine nations to possess possess nuclear weapons. Israel has never admitted to having such weapons. The resolution notes that Israel is the only country in the Middle East and one of the only few among the UN's 193 members, which has not signed the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons Treaty. Iran, which is a signatory to the treaty, is believed to be on the path to developing nuclear weapons. Despite this, the resolution did not mention Iran. And that's the bottom line. That's the way I should open this report. The resolution about nuclear weapons did not mention Iran. Yet, More proof that the UN is the biggest joke in history. They wouldn't do anything if Iran, God forbid, nuked Tel Aviv. Maybe just a slap on the wrist or a mild condemnation. They probably couldn't even get a full UN Security Council resolution passed condemning Iran. Someone would veto it, like Russia, who knows what. What a joke. What a joke, the UN. And here's more from the UN. The uh, JNS reports the controversial open-ended UN Commission of Inquiry, remember the COI, into alleged human rights abuses by Israel, 
said Thursday it will it will investigate charges of apartheid against the Jewish state. This is an ongoing uh, commission which targets Israel and just Israel, or almost solely on Israel. Okay. Commission's latest report calls on the UN Security Council to force an end to Israel's so-called permanent occupation and urges UN members member states to prosecute Israeli officials. That is what the UN and this commission are busy with. An open-ended investigation against Israel. That's where they are. That's what they're doing. One of their members we talked about several months ago made anti-Semitic comments and uh, accused Israel, I think it was, of controlling uh, the media or who knows what, some some sort of anti-Semitic rhetoric and, of course, always bashing the Jewish state of Israel. So COI is ongoing. Israel thrown under the bus time and time again. Ironically... And I'll show you how this is connected. The Jerusalem Post reported that church leaders we're talking about here in Israel on Saturday condemned an attack on the Orthodox Church in Beit Sachur near Bethlehem, near Beit Lechem, called on the Palestinian Authority to bring the assailants to trial. So there was an attack on Friday night. Dozens of Muslim men hurled stones, rocks at a church, injuring a number of people. The church is affiliated with the Jerusalem Patriarch, Patri, how do you pronounce this? Patriarchy, managed by the congregation in Beit Zahur. And by the way, Beit Zahur, I know this village. This is where I personally was nearly lynched in 2015. It's just outside of Jerusalem. Let's see if the UN or the world Christian community takes the PA to task over this. Imagine if Christians or Jews through rocks at a mosque. It would be World War III. Even Jews today, just going up to the Temple Mount, our holiest site, causes blood libels to be spread against Jews. They say that the Jews are storming the Al-Aqsa. Any wonder why Bethlehem was 80% Christian and now, under the hands of the Palestinian Authority, it's like 10% Christian. And the world is silent over this. They attacked a church, folks. Where is everybody? All right, but, you know, it's the Palestinian Authority. It's under PA control. We don't want to anger our so-called peace partners. But about attacking a church, there is silence, crickets. And if it was reversed, you know, that same UN would be going bonkers. And, of course, the Arabs would be making uh, making up other blood libels, as they do regularly. And this isn't even Jews attacking mosques. This is just Jews visiting the Temple Mount. That in itself causes chaos. But here, this church in this hostile village attacked, and it is crickets. Um, just want to finish on some positive here. Again, these are historic times, folks. We're going to an election tomorrow. 
And please, God, let there be good results. Uh, go to Israel 21C. Again, finishing on some positive. Find the article on my friend and neighbor, Dr. Yoni Yehuda. Yehuda Dr. Yoni Yehuda. He uses animal-assisted psychotherapy to help so many people here in Israel undergoing various traumas, PTSD, and many other traumas. Soldiers come to him, children, all sorts of people who need his assistance. They come from all over the country to Gush Etzion for this animal-assisted psychotherapy. He has a uh, basically a, a zoo or a farm here in our community, here in the Gush. Great article by Abigail Klein Leichman. Go check out the article and see the advancements he is making, Dr. Yehuda, in advancing animal therapy to help people. A contribution to Israel, and I know people from all over the world turn to Dr. Yoni Yehuda to seek his uh, advice and counsel on animal therapy. But if you're a BDS anti-Israel hater, uh, don't use any of his help because then you would be a hypocrite. So you can ignore my recommendation to go check out this article. But for everyone else, great article on Israel 21C. And that's going to do it for today, this historic week in the Jewish state of Israel, electing members to the 25th Knesset. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Again, I apologize for not being on for the past three weeks. But now that we are after the holidays... Please, God, we are back in business with more podcasts. Get in touch with me during the week, Josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those sites. Shout out to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything that she does behind the scenes. Happy voting, everyone, for everyone who's listening from here in Israel. And let's hope for positive results, for change, for deterrence against terrorism, and only good things, peace and quiet here in the Jewish state of Israel. By the way, coming to you this morning from Gush Etzion, just south of Israel's eternal capital of Jerusalem. Have a great week, everybody. All the best. Drama in the Israeli parliament. Israel's caretaker Prime Minister Yair Lapid. Avigdor Lieberman. Israel's Shas Party. Knesset member Itamar Ben Gvir. Benjamin Netanyahu. Israeli elections 2022. Hear in depth analysis, interviews, and historical perspective. Get the real story on the Knesset elections on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.